just want to invite you to take a few deep breaths right now. You can just take a deep breath in. And all the way out. Let's do it two more times. All the way in. And all the way out. And one more. All the way in. And all the way out. If you could please pray the words, Come Holy Spirit, with me three times. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. That was one minute. As we head into finals weeks and get ready for praying, how much time are you going to give God versus giving to your studies? You know, so many of us, you know, we have to really deal with our own sin and what pulls us away from Jesus. We're in the resurrection, yet now it's the third time that Jesus reveals himself to Peter. And he, he comes to him, and in the English, it's not really translated that well. He asks them, as he's at a charcoal fire, have you caught any fish? Or bring some of the fish here. Have any fish to eat? But the fish is not the proper translation in the Greek, and I want to focus on Greek today, so get ready for your language lesson. He actually asks them, do you have any flesh to eat? Which he's talking about the Eucharist. Do you have any flesh to eat? And he's in front of this charcoal fire, which we know that Peter denied Jesus three times in front of a charcoal fire. The third time was in front of a charcoal fire. So the symbolism is that you and I need to repair our relationship with Jesus. And this is, again, the third time the Lord has revealed himself to the apostles, which means, again, perfection. Three times denial. Three times do you love me. But when the Lord asked Peter in front of this charcoal fire, do you love me? He uses a Greek word called agape, which means sacrificial love. Think of crucified love, like warrior love. And when he asks Peter, do you love me? He says, do you agape me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I philia you. I brotherly love you. I best friend love you, but I don't agape love you. And the Lord says, okay, and feed my lambs. He asks him another time, do you love me? He's also having reconciliation. He's undoing his sin. He says, do you agape me? Do you agape me? And Simon Peter says back to Jesus, yes, Lord, you know that I philia you. Then one more time, distressing Peter, which is sometimes the Lord needs to stress, put some stress on us. He says, fine, do you philia me? And Peter says to him, yes, Lord, you know that I philia you. I brotherly love you. Why can Peter only love Jesus with philia love? He now has the flesh of Jesus. He has the flesh of Jesus, right? Which is the Holy Eucharist. But what is he missing? He's missing the Holy Spirit. 
Notice how you and I just took three deep breaths and prayed, come Holy Spirit, three times. And immediately you could feel a stress, get the hell out of this room, right? Isn't it interesting how often that you and I, if we just slow down, things start to make sense. If we take deep breaths, we call upon the Holy Spirit, stress leaves us and we realize what we should do. I need to spend more time in front of the Blessed Sacrament this week. I need, to, I need to make sure I for sure go to my Bible studies. I need to make sure I for sure go to discipleship. Because you and I cannot be hypocrites. We must be authentic in our relationship with Jesus. We must have the disposition that I will never ask you to do anything I wouldn't do. Right? It's so hypocritical for us to say, well, I'm going to go do these things. I, I put Jesus first. And then I say, I love Jesus. But then I go live like I don't. Do you know that he's truly present in the Eucharist? That's more than just a symbol. It's truly his flesh and blood. And what holds you back is that charcoal fire, that place where you deny him, I deny him, and we got to go back to that and we must reconcile and give him our best. And notice how in our first reading, Peter finally has agape love. He has sacrificial love. And he's so grateful that he can now suffer for Jesus because he's willing to obey God rather than men. There are going to be people on campus saying, or even maybe people here, I don't know, but be saying, make sure you study like crazy, stay up super late, get little rest, and don't pray. That's how men think. That's how a person who has not received the Holy Spirit, who is not living in the reality of the Holy Eucharist, who is not living in the reality of the resurrection, thinks. But somebody who thinks differently thinks Slow is fast. I take three deep breaths. I pray, come Holy Spirit. I give the Lord a minute and immediately I can think straight. A person who has been living in the light of the gospel sees that now if I ask for the Holy Spirit, I too can be like Peter and have sacrificial love. I can make sacrifices. But what people are looking for are witnesses on this campus, the people that are living differently. And that means you and I must become men and women of invitation. I invite you to pray with those at this Newman Center a heck of a lot more than you ever have this next two weeks. Next two weeks. Because there is somebody who just needs someone to guide them, just to be one step ahead of them. Can you do what we just did? Can you say, hey, let's go in, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Let's just take three deep breaths and pray for the Holy Spirit to be with us and just to bless our time as we study here this week. One minute is like 0.0064999% of the day. I hope and pray to God that you can give the Lord that much if you say that you love Jesus, which I believe you all do. But the Lord wants to transform our filial love of him into agape love. And if you want to do that, you for sure need the Holy Eucharist. You for sure need the Word of God. And you for sure need the Holy Spirit. The Catechism teaches us that you and I should call upon the Holy Spirit every single day so we can go feed the sheep, so we can go tend the lambs. And when the Lord tells Peter that it's going to cost him his life, he says, follow me. This week and the next week will cost you your life.
If it doesn't, that means you and I are not following Jesus. The life of following Jesus is, yes, a life of joy, but it's a life of sacrifice, constant sacrifice to make space for him, to slow down so we can move faster with him. So remember that slow is fast. And fast is slow. The evil one will try to rush you all week long. And this building is a reminder to, first of all, stop, pray, and start over. Every time you walk past this building, it's an invitation to come pray, to come die to self so death can leave you and life can come in. I pray and hope that you take up the invitation to invite others to pray with you. Because without the Lord and the Holy Eucharist, without the, Lord, without the Holy Spirit, you and I can only feel your love. We can only brotherly love. But if we have the Holy Spirit, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, you will receive it. And not to be afraid to pray with others, you will indeed have agape love. And sacrificial love transforms. Filial love does not. And don't we want transformation on this campus? Don't we want people to know the truth? That means you and I have to walk the walk before we talk the talk. So now that you've practiced that simple habit, I want to encourage you to do that every single day before you pray, before you study, before you do anything. Just take a minute. Just give the Lord a minute. If you don't know how to do that, there's an app I've been promoting. This is my last thing. It's just to download the app One Minute Pause. I promoted it a lot last year. I've done it with a few people. But just give the Lord a minute consistently. But then if there's anybody around you, don't be afraid to be a leader like Peter and just invite other people to pray. Peter had nobody to look at besides himself because he said, Lord, I will follow you till death. And when that time came, he failed and fell flat in his face. And that is his charcoal fire the Lord calls him into. Instead of falling into cowardice, what if we, what if we became courageous and allowed this next two weeks to be very transformative? As the Lord said to Peter, he says to each of you and I today, follow me. That means every step you take is towards him or away from him. It's that black and white. And if you find yourself falling away from him, just repent right there on the spot and make a choice. Say, Lord, I want to follow you, God, more than men. I want to obey you over men. Because it actually can happen that you indeed can study and actually finish a semester rejuvenated. It's possible. Because as we hear so many times in Scripture, all things are possible with God. But that's a choice. That's a choice to say, I'm going to go to bed at 10.30, and I'm going to get up at 6, and I'm going to be disciplined and rely upon the Holy Spirit instead of my own failing spirit. But when you unite that with the Lord, you indeed can move and transform from philia to agape, and that's the invitation. What are you going to feed on this week? The expectations of man, the expectation of professors, or the invitation from the Lord? The Lord asks Peter and the apostles, do you have anything to eat? Whatever you're going to do, just ask yourself this one question. Will this give me life? Will this choice give me life? And if not, reject it. And if so, fall on your face and thank God that he's blessing you. And may may mighty God bless you this week in all of your intentions. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.